let's get ready to scale. Welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. Today, I'm going to speak with you about what you need to know about real estate investing in today's market. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm the founder and CEO of Blue Lake Capital. I've started my career in real estate over a decade ago. I was a real estate attorney, then a property manager, and then went to MIT, got my MBA degree, and started Blue Lake Capital. And today we have over 800 million in transaction volume. So the goal of today's episode is to share with you what we see as real estate owners and operators in the market, how we are looking at deals. And I wanted to share also a few tips for you investors, because I know that some investors are curious to hear what I'm thinking about the current economy, how are we investing at Blue Lake? How are we mitigating risk? And it's all about risk mitigation. You can't really invest in anything that has 0% risk. That is not going to be an investment. There's risk in any type of investment. But the question is, how do you invest in a smart way, making informed decisions and understanding the pros and cons, the, the benefits of investing as long, alongside of the risks of investing? Now, a quick disclaimer, I'm not, um, uh, I'm not a registered investment advisor, one should consult with their CPA, attorney, investment advisor, whoever you go to before you make investment decisions. This is my perspective from my experience managing real estate, buying and selling real estate. And this is my opinion and my opinion only. All right. Now we got that out of the way. What do you need to know about investing in real estate in today's economy? And the information I'm going to share with you today is right for investors across the board, whether you are looking to actively invest today or you have invested in the past and you're not looking to keep investing today, but you want to understand what's your exposure when it comes to the deals that you've invested in. Um, so I'll start by saying that today it's all about three things or mainly about three things. First and foremost is the debt structure. And you don't have to be a genius to understand that if you are buying a deal or investing in a deal that has a, a pretty aggressive debt structure, meaning it could be that the interest rate is very high and it's or it's floating if the loan to value is very high, meaning 90% or above then it means that in today's economy, this deal is an aggressive deal. And the debt structure is the one thing, the first thing you should look at. Um, let's put numbers into it. So when it comes to debt structure, I would say that any loan to value, so the ratio between the property income, net operating income to the loan payments should be, to the loan amount, sorry, should be between... 50 to 60, maybe 65% uh, in today's environment, just to make sure that if there are any shifts in income or expenses, that you're not underwater. When it comes to interest rates, I would say 
probably you're we're not going to see what we saw a year ago. There's no 3% fix anymore unless you can assume the loan, assume the debt. But if you can make a deal work with a fixed rate, meaning it's not going to change in the next, you know, four, five, six, seven years, then you're mitigating a very large portion of the risk in many multifamily, really real estate and specifically multifamily deals. So debt structure is the number one thing that you should look at. The second factor in today's economy when it comes to real estate is location. And location is very important. And when I say location, those locations that are still attractive to tenants, locations that create or that can keep producing demand for your assets. And so, for instance, we all know that San Francisco is having real issue these days with crime, with a lot of vacancies. Um, many tech employees employees were laid off. And so that has a direct impact on multifamily. In terms of location, that could be an issue for investing in multifamily. And so I would highly recommend to invest in an asset that has strong location for instance, um, that could be, it could be Atlanta MSA that still attracts tenants to go there. It could be assets in North and South Carolina because they keep attracting diverse base of tenants because the cost of living is very manageable and they don't have, for in many parts of those markets, they don't have crime, high crime rate. And so location is always something you want to look at regardless of where we are in a cycle. The third factor, besides the debt structure and location, is the strength of the tenant base. And I always talk about that. And what does it mean, the strength of the tenant base? So even within very strong markets, you have those assets that are attracting the wrong type of tenants. It could be because rents are very low. And early in my career, I've done that mistake, cutting rents, flashing rents to fill up the assets. And that actually attracted those who can only pay those very low rents, many times they turn into non-paying tenants. And so you really want to look at the income to rent ratio, meaning what's the average household income, specifically at the property, but also in the immediate area. And sometimes because of legal issues, you can't really know what's the income to rent ratio, but it's something that you can get at, at the property level, but it's something you can get at the sub-market level. And so the income to rent ratio is very important because the higher the income to rent ratio, the higher is the ratio between the rent, the average rent of the property and the income, the higher is the likelihood that collection is going to be pretty high. And so when you have a solid tenant base that makes three times, four times, five times the average the average rent at the property, then you're more likely to be able to collect from most of them because they're not going to have an issue paying the rent for the most part. So income to rent ratio is something that you should look at. Also industry, look at industries and understand that some of them can be impacted by recession, changes in the economy. Many times the entertainment industry the hospitality industry, they're the first ones to get impacted. That's why uh, Vegas can see tremendous growth. And then when there's any shifts in the economy, it's one of the markets that get hit first because 
when everyone needs to tighten the belt, they decide not to go on cruises, on vacations, not to go to Vegas and splurge. And so that's one of these are one of the markets that I personally stay away from because it's very sensitive to any shift in the economy. So very important to look at the at markets that have diverse economy, diverse industry, but also industries that are less uh, going to be less impacted by recessions. And the third factor when it comes to the strength of the tenant base is the bad debt or delinquencies. And delinquencies are the late rents. So someone can be late to pay on the first of the month, but they're paying, let's say, by the 12th. So until the 12th, the rent is delinquent. Bad debt is the rent that sponsors do not, or owners of multifamily do not believe that they can collect from tenants. And so they write the that, they write it off in the books as a loss. And every every sponsor has different rules, whether they carry it and erase it by the end of every month, whether they wait for 45 or 90 days, that basically changes. But if you look at the last 12 months, that can give you a good picture of whether this asset has less than ideal tenant base. If you ask me about numbers, then I would say anything about, above 3% and, for sh- and definitely above 5% of bad debt that indicates that there's an issue with the property that the tenants are, they cannot pay on time, they probably get evicted. And so that is also an indication that the tenant base is not very strong. And in today's economy, the tenant base is probably one of the most important factors in making a an investment decision. Now, if you're interested in investing, or if you're curious about your past investments, you can reach out to the sponsor and ask them those three top questions. One, tell me about the debt structure. Is it fixed or floating rate? How are you mitigating against the floating rate? So if any sponsor is buying anything with a floating rate, make sure that they are they bought a cap, meaning that above a certain interest rate, they cannot they will not pay more and that they have enough money to buy the next cap once the cap is expiring, which is the cap is like insurance in a sense that it's a ceiling that you will not go beyond certain interest rate. And ideally that they've underwritten the deal as if the cap was met from the first month. So for instance, if they're getting a, let's say 6% floating rate today and they bought a cap of 8%, then at least that the deal works even if the 8% is being paid that you're hitting. That's the worst case scenario because you're not going to pay more than 8% from day one. And if the deal works, then it could be potentially a good deal. But also ask how long did have you purchased a cap for? How long do you have enough money set aside in reserves to buy a new cap? And even when the cap expires in a year, two, three years, four years. And even then there's a risk if the sponsor uh, projected, for instance, that the new cap is going to be a million dollars and it was three million or half a million and it was 150,000, then what? So understanding the debt structure and anything around it is crucial in today's market. Also understand from the sponsor, what's the LTV? Are we talking about 80%, 50%? 
obviously the lower LTV loan to value, the more conservative the investment, but you also don't want to get 25% LTV because then it means that there's going to be an improportional amount of equity coming into the deal. And that's going to be very hard to make it profitable at certain level. So the first question is to ask a sponsor, tell me about the debt structure. Second question how recession resilient is the location? And that goes back to what we talked about, the tenant, the strength of the tenant base. If the location is mainly centered around hospitality, then that might be an issue. If the location is centered around some re recession resilient occupations, like medical, for instance, like education, universities, when it comes to that, when there's when there's a recession, the hospital usually does not fire half of or let go of half of the staff because they still need them. People still need to get treated. And so just try to assess what is basically at that location. And even better, if the specific asset, if the asset is comprised by whom exactly, what are the occupations at the property level or the submarket to understand it better? assess what's going to happen to tenants once there's going to be a recession. And then the third question that I would encourage you to ask your sponsor is tell me about the tenant base. What's their income to rent ratio? How high is the bad debt? That number is going to tell you a lot about the property. 10% bad debt, that property is probably a C asset in a bad area of town. If 10% of the rent is uncollectible, that's a pretty distressed asset for the most part. And so these are the three questions that I would ask. Now, remember, real estate is cyclical. It's real estate is a very passionate investing vehicle. And so when things are great, investors feel good and they feel like it's, oh, it's going to be amazing. And we'd like to invest and add more. And the feeling is that the party is not going to end. And when the party ends, or at least someone is hitting the pause button, then the feeling is, wait a minute. The feeling is very gloomy and very pessimistic. Real estate is bad. We're not investing in real estate. This is too risky. Things change all the time. But the beauty in real estate is that it's cyclical. Most likely it's going to go back up. And the question is, when are you investing? At the top of the market or at the bottom? And here's the thing about the bottom. You never know it's the bottom until you look back and that was the bottom. Otherwise, that call, that is called timing the market and the person or the company that can consistently time the market will or are already billionaires. And so understanding that it's cyclical, understanding that waiting for prices to drop means that you may not know it after prices are going to go up, then you'll understand that you were at the bottom so just understand the dynamics and that real estate is cyclical. And the question is, as long as you feel comfortable that you can understand the number one or two soft spots in every investment, which is the tenant base slash location and the debt structure, then you're in a better position to make that decision, whether this is the right opportunity for you. Um, now, if you ask me, what are the best deals today? I would say that the best deals and they're always deals in every part of the cycle. But in today's market, the best deals are, first and foremost, deals that are cash flowing from day one. It can be a great deal, even if it does not cash flow from day one, 
But if it does cash flow from day one, then it's a great deal. Second is that it has an attractive debt. And I don't want to repeat myself over and over again, but the debt has a tremendous impact on cash flow. And so if it's attractive debt, preferably fixed rate, preferably reasonable LTV, 50 to 60%. And it has reasonable valuation, meaning we're not looking at 3% cap, prices have adjusted. Then if you would have bought it a year ago, it would have cost you 5 million, 10 million, 2 million more. And you see the reset in real estate valuation. So those three factors, cash volume from day one, has attractive debt and with reasonable valuation, then you're more likely to succeed in that investment. Now, remember, again, there's no such thing as an investment that is recession-proof, no such thing. We can never know what's going to happen. But if you know what to look for, to focus on the important factors that can really make or break a deal, then you're more likely to succeed when you're investing in real estate in today's market. I was Ellie Perlman founder and CEO of Blue Lake Capital. Be bold, be great, keep pushing forward, and I'll see you on the next episode. Ready to Scale is brought to you by Blue Lake Capital, where we hunt down the best multifamily investment opportunities that we can find and invite investors to join in with us. We target Class B value-add multifamily properties across the Sunbelt. Our CEO, Ellie Perlman, invests a substantial amount of capital into every deal. This means our interests are aligned with yours. If you're an accredited investor looking to expand your portfolio and diversify sponsors, be sure to visit us at bluelake-capital.com. Blue Lake Capital, be bold, be extraordinary, and keep moving forward. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.